0: Hey, friend, welcome to Tuesday, September the 6th. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Enough for Today. We are starting Psalm 60. So grab your Bible or your app, open it to Psalm 60, and let's get a view of what this psalm is all about. And let's get our bearings. And we're learning, actually, if you stick with me, you're going to learn and probably already have learned a lot about even how to study the Bible. As we do this time together, because I come into these with relatively little preparation. So this is like you and me in my study, sitting down, opening this, and seeing what we can discover. So Psalm sixty, look at the look at the title to the chief musician, upon shushanaduth. Um, that's probably an instrument. Okay, in fact, let me just check here. Um, let's see here. Okay, this is a phrase that means um the flower of arch or a straight trumpet. There you go. Okay, it's a word for a lily, okay, which makes sense the, the the cone of the flower, the cone of the trumpet. Okay. So it's uh it's it's a trump, it's to be trumpeted, okay? A mictum or a song or a poem of David to teach when he strove with. Aramaharam. Okay, I'm not saying that right, but and with Aramzobah when Joab returned and smote of Edom in the Valley of Salt 12,000. So what is the history here? So grab a pen or maybe open your Bible to a different place. Uh, I want you to go to 2 Samuel chapter 8 verses 1 to 14. 2 Samuel chapter 10 verses 6 to 18 and 1 Chronicles 18, 1 to 13, and 19, 6 to 19. Um, So in big picture, and I'm not going to go through all those passages right now, but the history of this psalm is, the story behind the psalm is in those passages. So what's the big history? And I might read a little bit of it to you. Well, David now has become king, and he is a conquering king. He's a warring king. He's going to go forth conquering and to conquer, And God sets him up as a mighty, victorious warrior. Isn't that how he began with the slaying of Goliath? Uh, Trusting God, trusting that God is going to reign and uh, be glorified in Israel. Because David was pointing to his God and leading people to his God, God was glorified. And when God is glorified, God wins battles. So David goes out, and, and he's surrounded by all of his these enemies. Okay, so to the south, uh, west, and east—I'm sorry, west, southwest, and west—are the Philistines. To the north are the Syrians. To the far uh, to the east, across Jordan, uh, is the country of Moab, and then to the south would be um, Egypt. Okay, so he's got really pagan. Despite a uh, spiteful and uh and heathen enemies on every side, and they want control of this land. This is a thoroughfare of commerce coming from the Fertile Crescent, uh, in uh, Asia and from Europe across to uh, down through the Holy Land through Israel. The highways now they're not paved you know, roads with gas-powered vehicles, but this, these were highways. There was a highway down by the Mediterranean. There was a highway through the middle of Israel, down the Jordan uh, Valley, through Galilee, and and uh, there was a highway along the peaks of the hills going right through Jerusalem, north and south, uh, down to the continent of Africa. Uh, and, and that connected the whole known world, Africa, Asia, and Europe. Uh, and it was a major intersection. And so these people wanted control of the resources of this region—the water, uh, the fields, the grains, the the place, the ways that they could survive, and the resources that they could capitalize on—and they wanted to control the commerce coming through the region. Okay, so it's a very strategic location, and lots of fighting for this land. God put His people there. God put His name there, and God's going to be glorified in this place. And he's going to spread his name throughout the whole earth from this strategic location. Isn't just that alone is amazing to think about how God planted His name, His presence, His people, His supernatural works right in the middle of the whole world, okay? So that everybody could have access to this knowledge and to this reality and could know Him. Well, David begins to win victories and battles, and it Second uh, Samuel eight. Verse 13, well, I'm going to go back here. It says in verse 6, um, And the Lord preserved David whithersoever he went. And David took shields of gold, and, and it continues the story. At verse 13, it says, And David got him a name when he returned from smiting the Syrians in the Valley of Salt, being 18,000 men. So David has victory over um over the Philistines. He has victory over the Syrians. He has victory over the Moabites and the Ammonites, which were f- to the to the east of the nation of Israel, both those, Moab and Ammon. Um, so he, he really puts, quickly puts down his enemies and his men that serve with him. Um, there's one portion of this that, that looked, it was a nail-biting experience, but God delivered them. So out of this, Victory out of this triumph flowed this psalm. And David wrote this psalm, he says, to teach. He wants God's name to be glorified and lifted up. He wants God to receive the credit. He wants everybody to know, future generations, it wasn't David that did these things, it was God that did these things because David was honoring God. Okay. So, one of the big lessons before us, before we even read the psalm, is that. Honoring God, giving God glory in your life is what brings about the greatest victories in your life, okay? Not getting your agenda, not uh, looking out for yourself, but whatever you do, doing it to God's glory, which that means, by the way, to do everything to glory of God means you're going to have to make some critical choices between the easy path and the hard path because often it's the hard path that brings greater glory to God. And so it's the faith path. It's the, I'm willing to lay down. I'm willing to take the risk. I'm willing to uh, make myself vulnerable in human terms, in human circumstances, for God to receive the glory. And I'm willing to trust God to give me the victory that he wants to bring. Huge, huge life lesson, okay? Um, So let's read it. Let's read the Psalm, and then I'll let you go today. All right, Psalm 60, verse 1. Oh, God. Thou hast cast us off. Thou hast scattered us. Thou hast been dis, uh, thou hast been dispersed. Oh, turn thyself again. Like I said, there was a part of the battle where they weren't so sure how it was going to turn out. Thou hast made the earth to tremble. Thou hast broken it. Heal the breaches thereof, for it shaketh. Thou hast showed thy people hard things. Thou hast made us to drink the wine of astonishment. Thou hast given a banner to them that fear thee, that it may be displayed because of the truth. Selah. That thy beloved may be delivered. Save with thy right hand and hear me. God hath spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem, meet out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim is also, also is the strength of mine head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom will I cast out my shoe. Philistia triumph thou because of me. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Wilt not thou O God which has cast us off? And thou O God which didst not go out with our armies? Give us help from trouble for vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. Oh my. There's a lot here. And I love reading it and then just letting it linger just let it reside in your mind and heart Um, there's this psalm raises a lot of questions but establishes a lot of promise and a lot of hope and a lot of wonderful reality so that is our tuesday psalm 60 we'll pick it up here uh working through beginning in verse one starting tomorrow thanks for joining me have a great tuesday we'll see you tomorrow